0: Did you press the button that looks like a stop sign? I did press the button that looks like it. It doesn't look like a stop sign. Stop signs are octagonal. It's round. Uh, it depends how old the stop sign is. Maybe it's been eroded. It's worn edges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a stop sign that's had the edges? Well, I think they're pretty durable. I mean, you don't know that I haven't, is <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying. I suppose the onus is... No, the, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, the onus is not on me. You can't prove that something doesn't exist. You can only prove that it does exist. Uh, what about Jesus? Exactly. Oh, hang on. What? (laughs) Think about it. Yeah. The onus is not on me to prove that he doesn't exist. The onus is on the Christians to prove that he does. I've, uh, I suppose I've just gotten really confused by this and I don't know what I'm
1: arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, faith is good and it gives people direction. Yeah. So I've, so or the legends say. lets
0: them know who to murder.
1: Exactly. In the name of God. You've got to get the right one. Otherwise, heaven will all be gummed up. We can put that up for Christmas.
0: <laughs> 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 or Hanukkah. So. I'm down for offending everybody equally. We should. Yeah.
1: Also, that Wiccan thing. They'd have something, Sure,
0: they? Pagan wolf blood festival or some shit. Yeah, sounds I know, awesome. I don't know much about Wicca.
1: Uh, it's like willow. I don't know.
0: So, your entire Wiccan experience is based on watching (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I watched it heaps. I've I've seen that show often. My entire knowledge of cats is actually from watching the musical Cats. Oh, really? Yeah, but I've watched it heaps. So, (laughs) I'm thinking about switching careers and becoming a vet. That's why you're always shouting at my cat that it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this wouldn't happen if Mr. Mistopheles was here. Dance and sing, you bastard. <laughs> it just looks at so me much. and licks its paws. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's the understudy, to be fair. <laughs> So, last episode, we were talking about the rarest of rarities, where well, you and I had a fully adult evening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Can, can you clarify that really quickly, please? No, I think we should just let that sink in. <laughs> In retrospect. Let that sink in. That's what you said to me on Friday night (laughs) at our adult evening. Yeah. We had a
1: grown-up evening. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like I'm now trying to explain where you came from. (laughs) (laughs) I think 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 what you're trying
0: to say is we went and saw a non-comic book movie. Yeah. I think me trying to explain
1: it proves how rare it is that you and I can walk around (laughs) as grown-up people and do something that adults do. See? Still weird. Yeah, Still sounds gross. It it does. We went to the cinema, an independent cinema, and watched a film, a drama, that had no franchises or anything.
0: No superpowers. No time travel.
1: It was just a slice of relationship life. Yeah, it was lovely. And we talked about how refreshing that was. What we didn't mention is that on the way home from such an evening... We got our geek
0: on big time. We
1: sure did. We turned the corner into Prince's Park and there was
0: literally and metaphorically Indeed. turned to the corner <laughs> straight into Lapaland. Bam, just a medieval battle. What's it called? Uh sword swordcraft, swordcraft. So, so there would have been like 200 people there. At least it was cray. With armor and magic and what are those Shouting. things? Arrows and <laughs> Well, they weren't arrows because they had the sort of big plastic yeah, got a big things like that. come out ends. of an air cooler tank or the toilet system. Yeah. I've just got this image of these guys going around to public toilets, taking the tops off, unscrewing the float that controls the thing and then putting them on the end of the arrows. And That's what they used to do back in medieval times.
1: <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there were hundreds of people there uh, with crazy costumes. One guy seemed to be wearing a dragon skeleton, which is
0: pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, that was Amazing, uh, and they were just beating the shit out of each other. Well, the girl who was a healer wasn't. She was going around, sort of mm. going woo, and then people were getting up from the dead, and yeah, she which kind of creeped me out a little bit. It was like
1: D and D, where everyone wants a healer, but no one wants to be the healer. Yeah, because you've just got to stand behind people and go, "You're alive again." Do you think that's a glass
0: ceiling thing that the girl was the healer,
1: or I don't know? We should investigate more. <laughs> we walked into this maelstrom.
0: Which and is about two blocks from where we both live. Yeah. Cool. Every
1: Friday night, Yep, people dress up, go to war. Hmm. It's the greatest. Um, I think my favourite part was that there were other little pockets of people around the Oval. Who had just stumbled across it and gone, yeah. what
0: the hell is this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they seemed split evenly between people going, what is this? I don't, I can't process what's going on. I think it's ridiculous. And people who are clearly like, can I... Get
0: a costume together by next Friday. That, w- to be fair, that contingent was mostly represented by you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but my enthusiasm equaled half the assembled people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It was just that it was great, quite stunning. And I'd heard legend of it from because you've seen them there before, like a couple of years ago or something, haven't you? Well, yeah. My uh, so my aforementioned... uh
1: Gateway Nerd brother Kyle. Yep, my older brother who gave us the first Wolverine comic as spoken of in the Marvel Legends the
0: Champion of a Man.
1: Came to Melbourne exactly once since I moved here and we were catching the tram back, Kyle, Eileen and I. Poor Eileen was in the middle of a conversation with us and then we've both turned because the guy standing behind us is talking to his friend about his greaves. <laughs> He's like, how
0: do you put together your Greaves? What what a Greaves? I don't know what Greaves are. Greaves are
1: like metal armor pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> which we're aware of because of Dungeons and Dragons. And mm. like it comes mm. up a lot at uh, like like hip parties. Yep. Like if you've ever been at a hip Hollywood party like mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Everyone's about
0: Greaves. It's all yeah. the attractive supermodels that are yeah. asking
1: you about the Greaves. They talk about uh, how many hit dice of damage a fireball spell does. Yeah, Greaves. Cool. And that's it. And that's how you get your picture green lip. It's good to know. Uh, So Kyle and I have just heard this guy talking about Greaves and then there's this intricate conversation from these two guys and there was like stereotypical rake-thin black clad nerd and like stereotypical sort of (laughs) huge beard fat guy nerd. (laughs) And they both had these huge bags on the ground that had like weapons and armour sticking out of them. Yep. And uh, Kyle and I have just like... I don't know, for 10 minutes, just gone deathly silent. And we're just sitting on the tram, just like trying to subtly just listen into every word these guys <laughs> say. <laughs> this dude gets off the tram, gets halfway across the road, is still in traffic, and then yells like, for freedom! And just runs across into the park with like a broadsword <laughs> and a huge, <laughs> like, bright purple cloak. And so we were like, we have to, we have to go there yep. and have a look at that. Mm. Uh, and I was working at a newspaper at the time. So I went down there, I was like, oh, let's go and interview them. Maybe I can use it for a story. Just whipped out the press pass. Exactly. Which is a $2 notepad and <laughs> a big pen. Yep. I don't know, when you have a notepad, you just assume that you can talk to anyone. So you just go in and go like, what are you guys doing? I have a notepad, I work for a paper. And they're like, oh, cool, we'll get the boss. And this guy comes over, like six feet tall, full plate armor. He's yep. like, hi, I'm the guy. What do you want to know? And it was terrifying, but they were awesome. Was his name Voltar the Terrible? I assume so. So then we sat around for a couple of hours watching these guys fight, and uh, I'm there with a notepad taking notes. Kyle's got his phone and is, like, filming it, and I think they assumed that he was, like, the official... Cameraman. Cameraman? Yep. So it was great because the fight kept convalescing in front of us because people wanted to be, like, on camera. So you'd have like these really dramatic death scenes unfolding and like the honeypot
0: for these people to exactly. swarm
1: in I feel really bad about it Because they were awesome, amazing people that I hope to meet again And they must have been like I wonder if we're ever going to be in the paper And they definitely weren't
0: Oh, oh well i sure they're used to crushing disappointment <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, No, I just mean aren't we all Well, exactly. I'm, I'm bringing the tone down here <laughs> Hang on, let me pick myself back up. Yeah. I don't want to be down on these people. Someone I want to be down on all people. Someone told me the other day that, oh, you're the one who's not the funny one on the really? podcast. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'd be a lot funnier if I could just fucking roll in at the last minute and just have everything set up for me. I highly recommend it, dude. I did actually get picked. I was hanging out with your other brother, Nick Twin. Yeah. Um, for which he shall be forever more known as now. Indeed. And It makes sense. He Hashtag tr- Nick twin. He, yeah. He introduced me to one of his friends and I was talking to her and she said, are you the guy on the podcast with Stefan? And I <laughs> went, yeah, because I introduced myself as Justin to her for some reason and not JT. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, are you, the, are you the guy on the podcast with Stefan? And I went, oh, my God, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> so many fame. At the pub next door to my house. Where else do you need to be famous, ma'am? So good. I was tempted to just roll up to the bar and go, yeah, look, free drinks for me and my friends. You may recognise me from Level 30 Podcast, (laughs) which is recorded next door. And so I assume you got just a huge barrel of mead for free (laughs) (laughs) drinks. I did. I had to make an excuse for leaving my Greaves at home, but. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there, man. Yeah, haven't we? Did you see on Twitter, my friend Dave, who I've mentioned a number of times, tweeted, Justin sucks, hashtag Breaking Bad. I did. And I said on Twitter, and I repeat it here, that he's my hero for doing so. I think he's a massive jerk. Did it work? No, because I get email notifications if you mention my name. If he'd just tweeted, Justin is a jerk, mm-hmm. hashtag Breaking Bad, I wouldn't have seen it. But Ooh. because he used my Twitter handle in it, I get an email notification. So I saw it. Dave, if you're listening to this. Try again. Uh, yeah. Don't use the yeah, uh, skip, at jtango Tango. Give it another shot. Use, use your brain, dude. Take that, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave also made the fatal mistake the other day. I was in Sydney for... I've got these friends in Sydney who have this tradition called the Observatory Hill Picnic uh, where we... I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for talking about this. It's not really a secret society kind of thing, but... Is it a murder club? No, it's not. We we go and have a picnic at Observatory Hill where everybody... It sort of overlooks the harbour in Sydney. Makes sense. And everybody goes up there to get their wedding photos taken. So we sit up there and have a picnic and basically... You know, treat it a little bit like some sort of competition where we judge and, and grade the the latest bridal <laughs> fashions of the season. <coughs> do you try to photobomb the the brides? No, no. That's, that, that would just be mean. Yeah. It's you a, just judge a spirited them for a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so I went up there and Dave made a very fatal mistake in that Dave threw down the Transformers gauntlet Ooh. and sort of tried to I'm do this already thing. worried for him. Yeah. Look, he tried to, uh, you don't have to be worried. I mean, he's, he's sitting somewhere humiliated for, for the mere act of giving it a shot, but he's just sort of rolled <laughs> it's up. It's like and the wo- Star Scream to your Megatron. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And so, yeah, he's just sort of, we've had this conversation about Transformers the movie, and I'm talking about the real 1986 movie, not this sentient air conditioner Michael Bay shit. <laughs> And, uh, the one that shaped my entire adolescent exactly, existence Exactly, exactly And Dave sort of said, oh, well, you know With the, the bit at the end where they talk about Optimus Prime coming back And I went, yeah, that wasn't in the original cut And Dave went, well, you know, I remember hearing that in the cinema When I went to see it as a kid Ooh, and I just So I took a moment, just a moment to just sort of soak that in And to catch my breath Yeah And to warm up my pimp hand <laughs> Before informing Dave, I don't that that's, know how you do that. that's because we got the UK cut of the movie in Australia, which was released after the US one and had that appended because kids got so upset that Optimus Prime was dead, which, you know, I relate to. It's Aww. scarred me for my entire life. That is an incredible truth bomb. That is a unicron size... <laughs> <laughs> So, you know Is
1: that really the case That they were like Oh, Optimus is dead So they had to put that thing on That
0: says yeah. Don't worry It'll be fine Yeah, absolutely After it aired in the US And there was a lot of A lot of kids uh, Were really upset about it Because he was you know, He was a hero To a generation of kids And you watch your hero die And turn black <laughs> As his Transformer soul Leaves his body It's pretty upsetting, ma'am right, Look I've Confession, on air, Yeah, I actually often still roll a single manly tear when I watch that film now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude.
1: It It doesn't matter how many times. It stabs me in the heart as if I was being stabbed in the side with some kind of purple energy knife every single time, man. (laughs) It
0: just... It kills me. Yeah, it's tragic. But so the, you listen to interviews with Peter Cullen, who did the voice, and he had no idea that this was as poorly received by kids as it was. And and these kids were sending fan mail, like letters into Hasbro, addressed to Optimus Prime, oh, just talking about how upset they were and and all of that sort. Of then he had no idea, because the, they never gave him the the fan mail stuff. And then one day he got this huge bag of letters. To his dead um, voice character. <laughs> yeah, who, who had who had come back to life. And yep. that was the point he talks about. That was the point where he realised that he was part of something a bit bigger than a TV show that was, for all intents and purposes, a 22-minute toy commercial. Oh, yeah. Disguised as a as a story. And an effective one. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot of them, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why was I talking about that? Oh, because I was smacking Dave down. Yeah. So because Dave, Dave's a jerk. You've been smacked down once in person and once <laughs> on air. Don't get in my face about Transformers again. <laughs> 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 hashtag breaking bad. Yeah. Make sure to answer that rebuttal with the hashtag breaking bad.
1: I kinda been alone. I think it's because the age we were at, for me, certainly, that Transformers movie is the first time. And I don't know, it seems quite unique in terms of, as you say, it was a pretty like it was an awesome cartoon. Mm. But it was, you know, uh an episodic cartoon that was to sell toys. Yep. No one ever died. Everyone was fine. Everything reset. And then you just watch the movie sort of
0: just by accident. Which really. is just a murder parade yeah, in the first twenty minutes. All
1: these people get iced up, man. They just die. Like auto, they walk the Decepticon. And that's the thing. I've seen hundreds of fights between Decepticons and Autobots. Yep. Where they just it's like two squadrons of stormtroopers just shooting at each other and there's laser beams going everywhere and everyone's like, oh man, this is this is our darkest hour. But everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's always yeah. fine. And then I don't know, I would call it probably the day that my childhood ended. <laughs> where I watched Transformers the movie and A the grim day in nineteen eighty six. Yeah, they peel back the fucking Door of that ship, and they're like, "Oh, it's the Autobots!" Just like every
0: single time, and they just start laying them to waste. Destroying them, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, we're piloting a ship, and they've got Ambush. smoke coming out of their eyes and their mouths. It's horrifying."
1: Yeah, Optimus is only like the apex of a movie, which is just like it's like the crea- like Hasbro grabs you by the collar and is like, "Death exists. Mortality is your end." I was just All thinking, things if-
0: will die in the heat death <laughs> of the universe, and you're like, "What the fuck, man!" I was just thinking that's probably one of the first sort of experiences with expo- sort of exposure to death and mm. and mortality because, you know, it's not like I was watching movies where people died. I only watched cartoons and cartoons very rarely have – Optimus Prime is certainly the first character that I was emotionally invested in who passed away. You said that in a past tense. What are you not? You're not emotionally invested in him anymore? What the hell's wrong with you? You got no soul.
1: If you make me remember it, I'll never be able (laughs) able to love again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. When his little heart thing stops. Yeah, it's It's not good. It's bleak. I actually want my last will and testament talks to this, that when I die at the funeral, I want the, the music that plays the Death of Optimus Prime, the theme is called. Don't do it, man. I want that played. Then uh, I can't come because I'll, be <laughs> I'll be a mess. Yeah. Get oh, the well. embalmer to make you all grey? Yep, just paint me grey. It'll <laughs> be gold.
1: Dude, that would be – like, there's not a song that could be played at a funeral that would mess me up more than the Death <laughs> of Optimus Prime. I'm not even kidding. And then Ultra Magnus is like, oh, it's all right, I've got the Matrix. No, I've exploded. Because I got <laughs> shot up, blown to pieces.
0: <laughs> Poor Ultra Magnus. So I was like, "Don't worry. Even if you do the right thing, you'll be killed." Oh, <laughs> I never yeah. took that lesson away. So from messed up, man. It. He gets brought back though. The champions yeah. put him back together.
1: Yeah, and then you get to listen to Dare to Be Stupid. And that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Weird we our
0: Yankovic improves any situation.
1: Exactly. Also, Springer. Springer was awesome. No,
0: I'm not a fan of Springer. I think he's it's just because annoying. he was one of the toys that you could buy in Broken Hill, and he's a. V- Cock blocker as well, because everybody knows <laughs> Oh yes. So it's clear that we've both taken different <laughs> lessons from Transformers the movie. Well it's pretty clear that Hot Rod and R C are, you know, gonna Is it though? Gonna grind gears.
1: <laughs> and he's
0: in our way. No, he's our way. And in. then he becomes Rodimus Prime and takes on the burden of leadership and to yeah. be fair does a pretty shit job of it over the next two seasons. Oh really? But he gets that nice piping on his arms. He does. It's pretty pretty legit Uh, And then Springer Maybe I shouldn't be blaming Springer Because Springer sort of moves in And I'm wondering if maybe RC's to blame here I don't know if it's Springer's fault or RC Or a combination of the two But I just feel that their relationship developing Over the next next two seasons is It's just not quite right It feels like a betrayal
1: Maybe it's the wet blanket effect of Hanging out with Cup All the time (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a grandpa In the corner all the time Going Oh I was better When I was a kid Yeah But Springer (laughs) The reason I like Springer Because he had the coolest Accessory ever Which is helicopter
0: blades That That turn into into a a samurai sword. sword Yeah You can't beat that in the in the comics that I've been reading, Springer it leads a unit of warriors called the Wreckers. Nice, and they're just the badass Autobots that you bring in when you just need to get the job done, usually as violently as possible.
1: His bright green and yellow colour scheme, yep, befits nothing else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it invokes fear.
1: Oh man, in- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've lost it. Oh well. Transformers, eh? Yeah What's that all about? I don't know Actually, I do know I know more than everyone Including Dave You really do I mean, it's good cause Can then we call this episode Dave Hate Parade? We sure can <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are there any other Like, pop culture Artifacts Stories or things That have made you Just cry it up?
0: Is um, there anything That just
1: stabs you In the heart? <sighs> I don't know uh,
0: You're pretty masculine <laughs> I am. Look, there's a, there's a. I'm, I'm feeling quite exposed now. Do uh, you a, want to say like a footy grand final? No, no, no. There's a few Disney movies that I sort of tear up a little bit in.
1: Yeah. Well, they're
0: scientifically you know, designed for that. Well, they are. Yeah. But maybe when I was seven, that was acceptable. I'm now a 31 year old man, and wow, legit. Uh, you know, I still get a bit, still get a bit choked up from time <laughs> to time, and often, often not from sadness, but from I love a happy ending. Yeah, and I often get a bit choked up at a at a happy ending, That's fair. Uh, and you know the end of Aladdin when he releases the <laughs> genie, and you're like, oh my god, he came through, and he's got the heart of gold, yeah, and the genie's so grateful to be free, <laughs> and it's just that imagery, and I I'm just I'm getting a bit. <clears throat> I'm fine. Um Yeah. There's a heaps of dust in the room today. Yeah, there I is so dusty in here. Yeah. And hay fever like a like a madman being it's in the middle of uh, November. That's right. Is it's it like December? It's November. It's December. It's December now. Shit. It's summer. Wow. It's like that desert Aladdin lives in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. And the same with The Lion King when, you know, the redemption of Simba. Lion, yeah, Lion King's and, an emotion engine. Well, and there's the powerful music in the Disney stuff as well, which sort of tugs at the heartstrings. So, um, look, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm quite proud. You <laughs> <laughs> said pre-editing. What about you? Uh, I had
1: one. There was a graphic novel that I read once called Blankets. Um, a Ooh. couple of years ago, yeah. Which is like, I want to, I want to. The expression in your face, I want to just ask you quickly: What do you think blankets is about? Because it's, I, it looks n- like n- you no. think it's
0: something really awful. I do. I, I, I don't want to talk about it because I've just got these. <laughs> people are going to get too much insight into what sort of a yep. disturbed individual I can be at times. So right, so Princess Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's um, it's this story of this young guy who basically meets this girl, and they're like teenagers. And he, tra- in the summer holidays, he like travels to her house to hang out with her. Yep. And they sort of fall in love and make out and blah blah blah, and then he <laughs> has to come home and Whatever. stuff. Whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, super hot. But there's this. It's all quite sort of little and emotional and stuff. And he's staying with her, and her family situation's all alien and weird. And I could really identify with the idea. Um, Because I think as I've described in previous episodes, I was a pretty insular little guy. Mm. It was like, I really like being in my house and all the other houses are weird. Yeah. And so it really paints this really evocative picture of what it's like to be a teenager and thrust into a different existence and sort of realise that it's different. Yeah. And how, like, it's super creepy when you're a kid, when you go like, not every house has the same layout as my house. Yeah. Physical or emotional or whatever But there's this uh, Just this devastating couple of pages Which I will describe now and everyone will go Who gives a shit (laughs) Um, But it's when he's leaving Her house at the end of the summer Yep And her parents drive him halfway And meet his parents And then they like drive off So Mm. she leaves with her parents He lives with his parents For all he knows he may never see her again And there's something about that that sort of teenage thing of like when the girl you're into is leaving and you don't know if you'll ever see her again and it feels like the yeah. end of the world. Yeah. And it's sort of building that picture of like this is it. This is mm. done. Mm. Nothing. We're never going to be happy again, you guys. Everything's fucked. Aww. And you turn the double page spread and it's just this huge beautifully drawn picture of the car just driving off the edge of the world. And it's just the, it's just – the perfect image to portray that
0: emotion, wow. if you know what I mean. Like, he's just driving along going... That actually sounds pretty powerful. I was getting all geared up to start mocking you. And yeah. And then
1: Spidey jumps down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this car just drops off the end of the world and it's just this enormous vista of free space. And I just fucking lost it, man, on the couch. Like, it just hit me in some weird bit, like, yep, of uh, remembrance. And How I'm long just, ago like, did you, did you uh, read this? Five years ago, Okay, maybe, yeah. like... Mid-20s or something uh, And I think it was partly the stealth of it Like I was reading it going This is pretty good You know Not bad And then turned the page <laughs> And then it's like You are alright? I'm like Don't look me in the eyes <laughs> <laughs> uh, So that was a thing That's yeah.
0: not as endearing a story as uh, Your Aladdin one i tell you the movie that Consistently chokes me up I haven't watched it for years because it consistently chokes me up and people will probably mock me for this and I don't care, yep. uh, Meet Joe Black. With I don't Br- think I've seen with that. With Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins and Claire Fulani, I think mm. is the girl. And for those of you that haven't seen the film, spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the premise of the movie is that Anthony Hopkins is this sort of rich older guy and his yep. family and all of that sort of thing. And Brad Pitt rocks up and Brad Pitt is death. And he basically tells Anthony Hopkins that he's come to take him. And oh, like Grim Reaper death. Yes. Ah. Yeah. And so he convinces oh, – I haven't seen it for ages. So I can't remember exactly how it happens. But he basically convinces Anthony Hopkins – sorry, Anthony Hopkins basically convinces him that, to give him a little bit more time. And so death agrees if he can sort of hang out. Yep. And what happens is is <laughs> he actually falls he, he wants to know what it's like to be human He possesses I think he possesses another guy's body I think is is how it happens And then You would go Brad Pitt Yeah, well, why not? Yeah. If you're going to possess anybody Might as well be Brad Exactly And I would possess him circa Fight Club When he was all, you know, lean oh, yeah. and ripped And just badass with that crazy furry jacket on Sure, whatever floats anyway, your boat Anyway <laughs> sidetracked yeah so he hangs out with anthony hopkins and it's this really cool imagery of he's literally got the grim specter of death following (laughs) him around uh but meanwhile he falls in love with anthony hopkins character's daughter which is claire falani and he gets to a point where i think he's gonna kill her so that she can come and be with him Mm. and anthony hopkins oh no 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 you gotta take me and but long story short, the the final scene of that movie is – because she falls back in love with him as well and the final – and then he tells her who he is and why he's there mm. and she still sort of loves him anyway and the final scene is Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins walk over – they're at a party and they walk over the hill together. He goes up to him and says, it's time. And they walk over the hill together and then only Brad Pitt walks back and it's – just this, and she's sad because her dad, she knows that her dad's going, and it's just, she gets the goodbye, and then he comes back, and she loves him, and bam, all the emotions in a pie. <sighs>
1: <just, it's> <laughs> this is heavy. finally that podcast that devolves into weird hug crimes. It? <laughs> it was going to be a thing. It was always yeah. coming. Adventure Time is a show that, again, I think the thing that makes me cry in Stories and pop culture stuff is that stealth delivery thing Yeah Like get me involved for different reasons And then just slam me in the face with some like tear jerkers, And Mm. it just gets me every time
0: And Adventure Time is... Have you seen Adventure Time? I've I've started watching bits and pieces of it But haven't sort of dedicated any real time to it It's one of those things where I go I've got 10 minutes It's not long enough to watch a show But it is long enough to watch an episode of Adventure Time So I just sort of... Indeed Yeah See, I uh, just desperately super love Adventure
1: Time because it's like the unadulterated excitement of childhood which I am depressingly connected to. (laughs) (laughs) It's clearly keying into all the stuff that you think is awesome as a kid. And I'm like, well, there's no change. That's what's awesome. It's the same stuff but filtered through like an adult's imagination. And it starts off, so it's a story about like a little kid dude and his magic dog in Mm. this magical kingdom. Um, and they just go on weird adventures and it's ridiculous and fun and there's, like, people made out of cupcakes and stuff and it's just batshit. See,
0: I couldn't live in that universe. I would eat my neighbours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally am glad that we are not in that universe. <laughs> um,
0: you would be a tasty cupcake too.
1: I would, man. But it starts off really, and it's just that, Yep. Like it's awesome and uh, I was immediately engaged by it, but it's just little snippets of fun, awesome stuff. Yeah. And it's got that cool sort of uh, works on a kid level, but then just has this weird sort of almost stoner comedy laid over the top of it. Mm. Um, but as it goes along, it just accidentally develops this really rich mythology mm. under it where you start to figure out that the world is possibly like post-apocalyptic earth and some of the characters have lived through some kind of cataclysm and all this stuff is going on. And the character, the main character is growing in real time. So he starts off as like a 13-year-old boy. But the story gets more involved as he gets to about 16 and he
0: starts to discover girls and stuff. Does he grow a bad teenage moustache? Uh,
1: I don't think he's done so yet. But it's only a matter of time. Mm. But there's – I won't spoil anything, but there's an episode with – and this is why I like the show – the episode that like emotionally had me on – the Verge of Emotional Tears is like a prequel story about the Ice King and the um, vampire queen yeah, and how they survived this apocalyptic cataclysm oh, wow. when they were younger yep. and it sort of takes them through and it's like this really quiet story about the two of them and the vampire girl's like a little kid and, oh man, it was just... And it's because I've accidentally grown emotionally attached to these characters just because I'm so into them. Over like three years Yeah And then they can just go Bam Here's this thing guy Enjoy your tear ducks, You piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> Ouch So I would highly recommend everyone immediately And the good thing is Because yeah The episodes are like Ten minutes Yep So go and watch four Easy epi- to consume Watch four seasons In the next three days
0: Yeah Not if it gets in the way Of listening to Level 30 podcasts though Exactly
1: Don't okay. do anything If it gets in the way of that
0: mm. We can all agree No, the dude who murdered his wife. um, The sound. I'm the (laughs) Phil Spector of podcasts. (laughs) It's a very upsetting sentence (laughs) for what
1: started out (laughs) as a brag.